So, we're doing a, a podcast today. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Yay, stuff. Uh, and uh, any questions? No. Do you have any questions for me? We're just like recording and talking, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I guess that's how it works, isn't it? I, yeah. I've never done. I've never done podcasts before. I don't know. This is definitely a first. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. I mean, I already did press the record button, so Michael can basically just take it away I when he wants that. to. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of Two Nerds, Maybe More, a podcast about video games and sometimes a little bit more. Marty, did you have something to say? You took like a big breath in like you were expecting something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just I thought, can we change the name of the show just for once and call it Two Geeks? Um, OK, yeah, yeah. Just All right, <laughs> let's let's rewind that. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of a apparently new podcast called Two Geeks, Maybe More, where we are two geeks and we talk about all things geeky, including video games and possibly a little bit more. Now, I am joined, as usual, by my co-host, my friend, Marty. How are you doing today, Marty? Hello, I'm doing awesome, Michael. And you know what? I think it's going to be a good episode today, if I can speak. I Sometimes I can. And today is one of those days where I can speak. And I think what we should deep dive into, because I don't know if you know, but Northern Ireland has, you know, uh, an amazing history. There's so much political stuff you can talk about. So, but there's a lot of opinions. So I thought, hey, no, let's get... No, I am going to stop you right there, Marty. Okay, because I see where you're going with this, and I would like to remind you that this is not a political podcast, regardless of who our guests are today. So we're not going to go into that. Tuners, maybe more, does not go deep dive into politics, no matter who the guest is. Let's keep that there. Anyway, today we are joined by yet another superstar. Last week we had Dusty on the show, but this time we actually have somebody who was bumping shoulders with a bunch of other lovely women within this podcast and just entertainment realm, and she'll probably tell us a little bit more about that. But today we are joined by none other than Amanda from the podcast Geek Herring. How are you doing today, Amanda? Hey guys, I'm doing really good, thanks. And I was totally um, not crapping my pants when Marty was going to bring this all like a political podcast. I was like, uh, backs out of room slowly. <laughs> That's usually what he does first thing is he makes people feel uncomfortable and then I have to rein it back in and bring it back to the topics at hand. I, I, we do have one listener who sent an email and said that this show is his favorite political show. I'm just keeping up with what, what the people we want, We talked Michael. about that last week, okay? I talked to both of you. I let you both know the situation. We're done with that. So, <laughs> as I said, this is a podcast about video games. I almost said it's a political podcast. Uh, this is a podcast about video games. So, of course, we are going to start off and talk about what we've been watching. 
Uh, let's start with our guest. Amanda, have you been uh, watching anything on Netflix or Hulu or anything in general? Um, Netflix, Hulu uh, doesn't work in Northern Ireland, just FYI. It's like <gasps> illegal uh, or like, I don't know. It's just like, it's not what? a thing here. Um, okay. But yes, I have been uh, doing my fair share of binge watching over on Netflix. Um, have you heard of Kim's Convenience? I have not. It's no. a Canadian show um, put together that by the Canadian it. Broadcasting Company, but it's on Netflix, and like I highly recommend it. It's about an Asian Canadian family who own a convenience store, um, and all the like life that happens in Toronto with them, um, including like they talk about racism and family issues and dating at work and just kind of being a horrible person and also being a great person, and it's. It's a good time. I highly recommend it. Um, awesome. Yeah. And Tom and I also just finished last night season six of Community, which I know has been out for like five years, but we, I don't know, when did it come on Netflix? I feel like it's only been on there really well, recently. <laughs> well, well, it is new on Netflix. I think Community was added like this week or something or last week. It, it's really new on, on Netflix. But Well, there we go. I, that I, explains I, it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I love the show. It's one of my favorite oh, so good. shows out there. It's so good. I, I love uh, uh, Abed. He's the cool. best. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I have to say season six, um, and I'm going to quote Tom because this is exactly what he said. He said it was like, a fever dream like what the hell is going on like what is this show <laughs> the whole season it was just like i what yeah yeah no, i think if, if you delve into a little bit the political no uh the behind the scenes uh <laughs> well it, i guess it is a little bit political but it's no it's more like you know um there's been a lot of of, of things going on behind the scenes with you know the, the lead writer being fired and then coming back because of, of uh, fan demands and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i mean it, it, it and it's been cancelled so many times i think so um it, it's had a, it's had a turbulent life but i i still i love it uh it's it's really cool uh, yeah, no, it was it was the best, and I'm really glad that we finally got to see the last season. It was good. Um, and the only other show that I've really been watching um, is Sex Education, which if you guys haven't watched it, you have to. Like, seriously, you it's, have it's to watch it. So good. So good. Okay, I haven't checked out any of those, and to be honest, I've never heard of any of those. Well, I did hear about Sex Education, but at the time I heard about that, I thought I knew everything anyway. If you so haven't I- <laughs> seen Community, Michael, then you are having a marathon, and we are, we are make the next six weeks, each episode we have to review one season, and that's what we're going, going to Agree. do forward. Yeah. I don't know if I can so do that. Uh, we'll get to why <laughs> I might not be able to do that in the game discussion. Um, but Marty, what have you been watching, if anything? Actually, it's more like you should be asking Martin what have you been listening to. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, what have you been listening to? I have been listening to Fake Doctors, Real Friends with Zach and... Oh my god, I can't remember his name. Oh, no. oh is that them from Scrubs? <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah! okay. I saw something about that. Yeah, Same. Yeah. It's, uh, they're doing a podcast now because they have too much time on their hands and, and the guy that I can't remember the name of right now, he needs to, he needs to get away from the kids. Uh, so he's recording in his closet and, uh, no, they're basically rewatching Scrubs and I am a diehard Scrubs fan. So I love that show so much. Uh, I, I can relate to JD. I'm, I'm almost having the same, uh, you know, fantasies going on in real life and stuff like that, where, like in the show. And I just love Scrubs. So when I saw that they're going to do a podcast about it, I was like, 
I I need to listen to this, and I've been listening to the Easy. first two two episodes so far, and 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 then I started, you know, oh, I've just listened listened to them talking about the first episode. I need to watch the first episode as well, so I'm slowly rewatching it together with them as well. Um, so yeah, I can if you if you like Scrubs, check out this podcast. They are so funny, and there's a lot of behind the scenes talk about what happened and how. Everything came to be and stuff like that. It's it's really cool. It's a cool podcast. Uh, if you if you like Scrubs, so so check nice. it out. Cool. Anything else? Yes. Don't f with cats. Now, what is that? Because I think I saw something that says that it's not really about cats or something it's like that. It's Not but... about cats. No, it's not. Well, <laughs> it it the first few minutes is probably about a cat, mm-hmm. and that's about it. No, it's a documentary. Um, okay. It's. Um, very entertaining. It's about this internet. Huh? Yeah, it is actually quite entertaining. Wow. Yeah. I've only seen uh, the first episode and I was horrified. And then well, I was, that that as like, well. Okay. That as well. <laughs> um, it's about uh, this group of people. A lot of uh, that finds this cat video where this guy is killing some cats, mm. and they're like really upset about it. And they're like, "Hey, we need to find this guy." Uh, so they start, you know, just investigating on Facebook uh, forums and stuff like that and try to figure out who this guy is, where he's from, where he lives, stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, then they get more and more people on board. And and and, uh, and I think he uploads two other videos as well at some point where he kills cats. Um, and the thing is that then they get someone on board as well that is saying, like, hey, um, this kind of behavior, the way that he's acting... It it might actually you know that that's that's a serial killer in the making. Mm-hmm. That, that's a serial killer in the making. And um, then I won't spoil anything else. Uh, but this <laughs> is uh, it's is it three episodes I think. And I basically just I was playing World of Warcraft. I was just putting something on the other monitor, and then I just ended up being like more so drawn into it, and I just wanted to watch it that I actually stopped, locked out of World of Warcraft, and and just went and watched the two other episodes and just mm-hmm. watched it all. So um, it, it's quite interesting uh, and, uh, yeah, mind-boggling as well, I guess. These last few weeks, Marty has found some pretty disturbing shows that he's been <laughs> watching. Um, so uh, if you are listening docu- and you're down that road... Um, it's a documentary. Um, I, I will also say that, yeah, it, it's entertaining and it, it's the way that it's cut together and the story that they're telling is, is entertainment. Well, it, I mean, it is true as well, but they're also leaving up because I actually, that's what I do. I, then I start investigating and I start to find uh, more information and there's a lot of stuff left out of it and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. But um, but for what it is, I, I find it, uh, I mean, it is disturbing, but also like it's it's interesting. It's an inter- interesting subject, and it, it's it's re- really well put together. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's it's yeah, yeah. Documentaries are always um, at least like historical documentaries and uh, documentaries that do a certain take on modern stuff. You do have to take it, understanding that you're seeing it from a certain point of view, mm. uh, because obviously the person making it is trying to get across a certain point. And they don't always go straight down the middle. Not saying that this is that case. All right. I'm not trying to make that case. I haven't seen it. But I always try to go into documentaries with a uh, a lens understanding that that's only one side of what could possibly be a larger picture. Um, one that's not like that is what I've been watching. I've been watching more of like a docudrama type series, which is called mm-hmm. uh, Roman Empire. Uh, it's been on Netflix since like 2016, I think. But I never really gave it a shot. 
Um, I've only watched the first couple episodes, but it's really interesting. I love looking at like dramatized versions of historical uh, events and things like that. It just adds a little bit more to it. It has, um, ah, what's his face? The guy narrating it. He played, he played Boromir, Ned Stark. Sean Bean? Uh, oh, Sean, Sean Bean, Bean, yes. The good old Sean Bean. I was about to say he was in Civ. Um, <laughs> Civ <say. laughs> but he narrates a bit of it and they dramatize certain aspects of what's going on and they follow certain uh, Roman emperors. And I think that it's taking it's taking the point from which the Roman Empire begins its fall. Hmm. Not necessarily hmm. of when it was like... It's like from the height and then how it starts to decline. And it's pretty crazy to see things like that about how like one you look at the expanse of territory that the Roman empire had at one point, And it's just absolutely ridiculous that one empire could have all that, but then it adds a, the whole little drama and acting and things like that. And it's really well done. I definitely suggest it if you're into that type of stuff. And once again, I am here to bring some music. Um, I often get sucked into the rabbit hole of YouTube reaction videos. And <laughs> one doesn't? of my, f- one of my favorites besides um, watching people react to Pisces by ginger is watching <laughs> who, people who react. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> ever. But one of my other favorites is watching people react to the song, uh, ghost love score live by Nightwish, mm. um, as mm. sung by Flor Janssen. And, Nightwish just recently came out with a new album, which was actually yesterday. And I'm about halfway through it, and I'm absolutely in love with the album. This band always makes you feel like you're on an adventure. It Just listening to it, it, it makes me seem like Frodo's on my side. Like <laughs> I'm just there with Frodo, and then uh, all of a sudden, for those who don't know, Nightwish is considered like symphonic metal. Like they have heavy guitar, heavy drums, but it's also mixed with orchestral instruments like violins and things like that. You have a choir sometimes. And most of their singers, they've had three singers. Um, they're properly usually trained like in opera and clear, like just the vocal range of them is absolutely ridiculous. So if you've never listened to Nightwish, one, go watch a ghost love score video put headphones on and put it on loud i get goosebumps every time i listen to that song i'm not gonna lie uh and then come back and listen to the album i will say that listening to studio versions for a band like nightwish is usually not as good as watching the live versions so just keep that in mind that the live version that they put on is absolutely ridiculous in the best possible way like it's over the top it's crazy it's it's amazing so definitely go check that out can I say something? Yes. I've seen them live. What? Yes. Oh, my God. So for those who don't know, Marty has pretty much... It's, I'm living vicariously through Marty because he got to see Ginger live. He got to see yes. Nightwish live. I'm like, who have I seen live? Jeez. I saw Slipknot live. <laughs> seen, seen them. Yeah. Uh, I hold no candle. Uh, <laughs> Marty took my candle. He's a kobold. Um, speaking of kobolds, I will jump in real quick and say that I did jump back into a little bit of raiding in World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, my guild, which I just recently joined, which, um, is called the, the Knights of Chipotle. <laughs> uh, they recently downed Heroic Nazoth and I got invited to their alt-heroic raid, even though my character is a bit undergeared and I'd never been in the raid. 
but I jumped in the raid with them on Wednesday. We downed a few bosses. I didn't die from raid mechanics, which is always a good thing. Um, <laughs> and I was healing for the first time ever in a raid. So there you go. pretty fun. Um, Amanda, I know you often play video games as well. What have you been up to? I've been like living the most peaceful video game life ever, to be honest. Like <laughs> I have been in Animal Crossing like a lot. Um, and when I'm not in Animal Crossing, farming my island, I'm in Stardew Valley farming my farm. <laughs> <laughs> and the last game, let me guess, Farming Simulator 2019? You'd think, you'd think no, <laughs> but no. Um, oh. However, um, I did just get No Man's Sky and I kind of dipped my nose into it the other night. Um, so I'm kind I'm like farming space, farming <laughs> islands and farming farms, like getting everywhere. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like video game life is just super relaxing over here. Um, now, do you, sorry to interrupt. Do no, you and Tom share an island or do you have like your own and he has his own? No, we share an island. Because that dissatisfaction have... says that Tom created it first and she is. <laughs> Let, let's hear all about that. Let's hear all about that. Uh, your experience with sharing There's, an island. There is a little somewhere. bit of a saga. So, oh. <laughs> so Tom decided to uh, start playing. Didn't even tell me he was playing, and like went through the whole tutorial and everything. And then he's like, "Okay, I got oranges. Time for you to make your island." And I was like, "Okay." So like, I logged on and was like, "Oh, I'm just going to your island. Like, did I do something wrong? Um, I don't." I feel like I'm missing half of this story. And he was mm-hmm. like, what? And I was, and I was like, what? And then I was like, this doesn't feel right. So when we kind of got in a fight, um, cause that's like what we fight about is really silly things like video games. <laughs> and um, he was like, fine, I'll delete it and we'll start again. And I was like, okay. So then I made an Island and I decided to call my Island Sloantopia because why not? Um, <laughs> And then I was like, okay, Tom, you can come join my island. And he was like, okay, um, you called your island Sloantopia? Nope. So we deleted it again. <laughs> and then he made the island. And then we were like, okay, so now we're on the island for the third time. And I didn't realize until like six hours into the game that if he wasn't progressing the main story, that like there was only so much that I can do, but I was the main person playing. So I was like, this isn't going to work, Tom. I need to be the lead Islander. Like, unless you're going to step it up and play like <laughs> a lot, this is not going to work. So yeah, we've started the Island four times and um, he kind of like plays a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's been a saga. <laughs> wow. Um, Marty, have you jumped on the animal crossing bandwagon yet? Or are you uh, still yeah. just I've completed it, Michael. That's that's what I've been doing. I have All right, some, so that I, means Marty I, has not been playing it. He's I had just an been hour, watching Birta. I, I had an hour yesterday. I, I saw the credits, and I'm like, yeah, done. Easy. <laughs> um, Is it I a game that everybody. you can complete? <laughs> um, not really. You yeah. can complete your bug index. You can complete your fish index. But other than that, like, fill out the museum. It's just, it's meant well, to be fun. Well, I know for a fact that when you get to get uh, the band to play on your island, then you get the credits. So game over, right? That's how that, that is done. <laughs> no. that, that's, but yeah. <laughs> um, I still, I'm working on that currently, actually. <laughs> um, no. I told the story last week about how, when I started playing the game, Selena did, we didn't wait to find out anything about like people sharing on the same switch, but mm. she saw like, Oh, he's been sitting there for like two and a half hours 
playing this game and she wanted to play it, but I'm still sitting there playing. So instead of just being like, hey, can I jump on for a bit and see what this is all about? She just went out and got the Nintendo Switch Lite and bought her own copy of Animal Crossing. So we actually did not run into that situation. I respect Uh, that a hell of a lot. (laughs) Yeah, Like she just like one, she just showed up with a Target bag and I was like, what's that? And she just smiles at me and I'm like, what? I know you mentioned the thought of it, but she didn't tell me you're just going to go get it. So (laughs) she's just, uh, she just did it. So um, anything else besides farming uh, both land, sea and space? Um, I got Just Dance 2020 because it was on sale. And How's that treating you? It is so much fun. I'm like, I love to dance. And I mean, with being stuck inside all the time, I was like, Just Dance is going to be perfect. And it's been great. I recommend it if you like to dance. I like to like actually dance. But then every time I like look at Just Dance, it actually looks nothing like any dance that I would actually do. Like they're like doing big motions with their arms and stopping and waving at certain points. And I'm like, mm, it's not really my thing. I got to do the floss. That was fun. Um, I work at a school, so I've done enough of that That's and true. been told and been told to stop doing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Marty, what have you been playing other than World of Warcraft? Um, other than World of Warcraft, does yes. such games exist? Yes, yes, uh, actually, they do. There's a wide variety of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I played some Borderlands Three because apparently I can't play a game without loot. Um, so I've been jumping into that. Uh, and then we, you and I, Michael, were on a call. I said, "Hey, I've been playing a little bit about Borderlands Three, and you were like so disgusted with me because when when we started playing Borderlands Three, we made a character at the same time. We played through the story together, and apparently there's this unwritten rule that when you start a game together with someone, then you can and just play ahead so i mean yeah i was taught that uh so uh we jumped in that played some borderlands 3 uh 3 together and and you know killed some bandits and got into space and oh it was glorious 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 yeah Um, we played for like three hours yeah wow yeah it was game session in in the space um, I do feel like that. I mean, we didn't really have too much trouble, but I, I, I did feel like that towards the end. I didn't feel like I did that much damage uh, to, mm-hmm. to the mobs towards the end because we just went. We didn't do any side missions. We just did, did the story. So, um, so we were a little bit too low level in towards the end. I, I felt mm-hmm. like, but uh, but no, it was definitely definitely entertaining. Um, I just wish that I had larger bags because. Yeah, that, yeah, we go it, through, like, there's so many items in that game. Mm-hmm. I so. get so many weapons, and it, it's 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 a weird system, because you can't really see, is this actually better, or isn't it? Uh, yeah, it looks like it does a little bit more damage, but how does it handle? And it, it's it's a little bit weird, so 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 you have sort of have to try everything out, and, and then when you just kill something new, and you get 10 new weapons, you're like, ah, <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, my screen was pretty overloaded. I think that's been how Borderlands has been. Like each game kind of ramps it up in the amount of weapons that you get, which is both good and bad. It's good because like it looks cool to see all that stuff suddenly <laughs> exploding out of a backpack, but at the same time, it's like there's an overabundance of weapons where you're like half of this stuff is complete trash and you want to experiment with different things, but like Marty said, your bag space isn't really large enough for you to carry so many different things. Yeah, and in World of Warcraft is the opposite. I really want a new weapon and I can't get one. <laughs> <laughs> um 
any other games or is that pretty much pretty I much mean, it no that's pretty much much it I, I could talk like the next hour about world of warcraft and what i've been doing the past week but apparently uh this is not a world of warcraft show so <laughs> let's talk about that's something right. else <laughs> um all right i'll delve into the games that i've been playing obviously world of warcraft as well um animal crossing as well animal crossing is going a little bit slow i don't put a whole bunch of time in it maybe an hour or two a day that's about, that's about it. what i'm putting in as well okay um same now <laughs> um, i'll start with the game that i actually have downloaded that i will be playing after this that i have not delved into yet which is the final fantasy 7 remake Ooh. um I spent pretty much all night downloading it because the PS4 is hooked up through Wi-Fi and the PS4 Wi-Fi connectivity is absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really horrible. It should not have taken that long. Uh, I could have wired it up, but I didn't want to go through all that. So I just left it on all night downloading. So I will be playing that. I can't wait to jump into it. Final Fantasy VII was... I actually played it after Final Fantasy X, like Final Fantasy X was my my pop off point where I really got into Final Fantasy, so then I went back and played Seven, and it was great game, loved it. So I can't wait for this one. And last night and the day before, I was playing some Divinity Original Sin Two. Mm-hmm. Now a little bit of a story there is that I started a character a while back, um, and then I stopped a little bit into it, and I tried to jump back into that character for my first session and i was like oh he has a bow i'm gonna start building him as like a ranger type character but when i had created it before i put his template as a fighter which didn't fit the abilities that i was putting into him and i'm like this is just confusing me i think i made a mistake somewhere so then yesterday i re-rolled with like a different character and holy moly this game i was sitting there for five hours yeah wow i I played for like five hours and the only reason I stopped was because it was almost midnight. Um, Good reason. It was because you finally got out of the starting area. <laughs> yes. Like I, I just escaped Fort joy. Um, and here's the thing is that I had done some things on my previous playthrough with the other character that were completely different than this character. There's so many different avenues of choice and decisions that you can do that can impact how you escape this one area. You can choose to escape like through the sewers. You can choose to go through this hidden grotto and fight these like super strong enemies. I died like a fire slug like eight times before (laughs) I'm like, maybe this is not the spot for me. So I went back and I started exploring the island a little bit more. I have a full party of four. And then there was another character that I wanted, but I didn't have room for him. So they're like, oh, you can choose to dismiss somebody. But I had already started gaining a connection with the people in my party. Mm. So the game is just even in the starting area, like you all you often hear about like these epic games and there's so much to them, but the starting is usually so boring. And they're like, oh, just give it 10, 15 hours and then you'll really get into it. Uh-huh. This one, it just like it grabbed me right away. And it was like, hey, you have eight different choice options that you can talk with this individual. And I'm like, holy moly, like, what do I want to say? What do I want to do? There's like almost any situation there's something for it so i'm really looking forward to diving more into it and 
there's too many things for me to play. I got to keep up on my dailies in World of Warcraft. I got to keep up on my dailies in Animal Crossing. I think I think the issue with Divinity is that if you you cannot play too much else when you play Divinity because it's just one of those games that takes a lot of time. And I mean, it's I gave up on it because not because it's a bad game. It's just because I want I want to explore everything. I want to see everything. Mm -hmm. And if you do that in this type of game, then you know then you'll be playing it forever yeah three years from now still um, um yeah I if you are already a do CRPG that with one other game you know so <laughs> yeah if you're a crpg fan uh baldur's gate style stuff this is mm. right up that alley um it's so good it's so good it's but ridiculous. i would love to try and play it multiplayer because i think it, it's i think it might be fun when you're multiple people um, I'd never. But I don't even want to start. I don't want to start a character together with you, Michael, because then I can never play it. <laughs> Marty, <laughs> you can't. So, you can go ahead in the game, but you can't do it with the same character that you started with somebody unless you ask them, "Hey, do you mind if I just go?" That's okay. true. Okay. It's just the common courtesy, Marty. Yeah. He doesn't know that. He came back two levels higher than everyone else in Borderlands. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) All right. And I think that's about it for our gaming sessions this week. There's been quite a bit of stuff going on, but we're going to move on a little bit as we've kind of just alluded to at the beginning. We mentioned it briefly. Amanda is the co is a co-host over on uh, geek herring, which is a, I want to say a feminist themed podcast, but you have recently started making more of a shift towards um, not just like women in gaming and women in geekdom, but it broadened out a little bit and has expanded. So I'm going to let Amanda do it because I don't want to do it in injustice. So Amanda, (laughs) can you tell us a little bit about uh, what Geek Herring is? Sure. Uh, Geek Herring is a podcast that critically examines geek issues, especially relating to women, marginalized genders, um, and just anybody that feels or that is um, marginalized in any way in geek culture. So it's a lot of fun. We talk about like issues where women are treated a bit like crap in geek culture sometimes. Sorry, are you guys there? Because like I, this is really frozen yeah. for me, so I'm just no, no. like talking. Okay. No, yeah, sometimes the video freezes. Sometimes video freezes. That's okay. I'm just We're like here. We're here. We're okay. Here. <laughs> so You're it's not like, alone. I, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Um, I've lost my train of thought because I was so distracted by nobody moving. <laughs> um, I'll be blinking heavily from now on. You kind of looked like you're having a stroke because <laughs> it, were... it, it was like freezing while you were blinking, and it was like you were oh on uh, women being treated poorly within oh, yes. geek culture. Okay. Thank you. And then we're also we talk about like geek girl in the news, so we uh, talk about any news stories that have come up that are either relevant to geek culture that like women geek out about like especially marvel movies um or things that are happening in like the tech spaces anything that basically a geeky woman is going to be into um or want to hear about or anything like that we talk about um 
We do reviews of games and movies and books and documentaries. And yeah, it's basically just like a critical examination of geek culture um, through the eyes of intersectional feminism. Do there you we ever, go. There's the definition. <laughs> wow. Do you ever talk about any political issues by chance? Uh, occasionally yeah i mean oh, like okay. feminism is is a uh, is political um yeah. so it then definitely definitely sounds, comes up sounds like a great podcast then <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can go and discuss all that stuff over there marty um <laughs> one thing that i do want to touch on that you kind of brought up there and it's one thing that i see a lot i like watching esports whether it's on youtube or twitch i like watching it and i like seeing i love seeing like a female presence within that realm because mm -hmm. it definitely goes to show that um, one, like girls don't just play games, but they analyze games and they comment on games and they do everything that the guys do. And sometimes they do it better. Uh, I was watching the MDI earlier with this, the mythic dungeon invitational. Mm -hmm. And it was unfortunate because one of my favorite casters is Nagura. Um, I think that she's a great commentator. She is analytical she's entertaining i like it but then also you see in the chat just people saying how she's the worst commentator and that's it like a flat statement and it's obvious yeah. that they have no basis to it it's just she's just a girl she's a woman yeah so yeah um i do see things like that and unfortunately i i wish that i could do i try to do my best to just make sure that i don't perpetuate it and if i'm in the game where people try to treat someone a certain way i try to speak up mm -hmm. um so I think that your podcast is definitely one that needs to be heard, not just by people that are feminists, but by people who may inadvertently find themselves doing things that they never thought that or intended that they were doing to perpetuate certain stereotypes or certain uh, gender inequalities within the geeking space. I think there's been a couple times where you guys have talked about something and I'm like, I'm like, damn, I think I did that a couple of times and it wasn't meant like in a negative way. It was just more of, I didn't stop to think about a certain aspect of how this might affect somebody. Yeah, for sure. I know what you mean. Um, and I think that one of the biggest goals of Geek Herring Podcast is to bring awareness to these issues. Um, because like you say, a lot of it is inadvertent. Um, a lot of it's not, but a lot of it is. And it's just bringing awareness. And the more we talk about it, the more people realize like, oh, this is what it's like, or, oh, this is, a, this is an issue. Like it just, it helps. And it, I mean, I, unfortunately, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit pessimistic this evening, but I don't know if the problems are ever going to go away totally. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think talking about them is, is a, is a really good start. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't think any problems will ever go away completely when you look at the whole world. But I mean, as long as somebody is, you know, talking about it and fighting the good fight, that I mean, that's enough, um, in my opinion, at least. Because if nobody does anything, then nothing happens. Yeah, well, you're very right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, key caring for me and Monica. It's it's like our own. I was going to say quiet, but it's not that quiet. It's our <laughs> own little space of activism um, and geek culture. Hmm. Now, through the podcast, obviously, Marty and I have been podcasting together for quite a while. And through the podcast of Blue Recluse, it helped me gain a greater appreciation for like the Blizzard community and just the games in general and understand a little bit more. So 
in doing the podcast, I myself started seeing things in a different light, started changing a little bit about myself um, in certain aspects. Would you say that you being the host of now this female uh, focused podcast, has it changed you in any way, enhanced certain aspects of community, maybe, maybe even negatively, maybe like you've seen some backlash on certain things. I don't know. Yeah, I think it does. It, it does. And it has, um, because even though I've, I mean, I've always been a feminist, and I've always been a geek, um, actually sitting and talking about it openly, and sometimes getting angry and sometimes just well, not getting angry, like just talking about these things, it is definitely exercising a side of myself that I wouldn't have normally, or I wouldn't have used to exercise. Um, and I find myself reading a lot more nonfiction books, especially relating to feminism and um, like just more sociological, so sociological, is that a word? Um, sociological books and more political books as well. Um, like I just finished the Malala. Um, I cannot remember her last name because I'm terrible at pronouncing it. And I just kind <laughs> of like went over it in my head. Um, so, but you know, Malala Yousarif, um I just finished her autobiography this morning. Um, and like, that's something that I probably wouldn't have read before. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, like talking on geek caring, like I know that's not a geek issue, but education is a feminist issue. So I, I'm definitely having my um, education broadened, I guess, um, my own education. Marty, anything? Uh, whoa, you're just throwing me under the bus here. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to make you feel involved so that it's oh, not just okay. me. Because oh, I you. still got more, but I want you to <laughs> feel like you can you can contribute too. You're not just the host of Squadcast for us right now. Oh, okay. So I actually have. <laughs> I, so I will only get paid if I actually do stuff on the show. Is that what you're saying? Um, I don't know who's going to pay you, but sure. <laughs> No, I I have to say that that I I love the show. I don't listen to it enough, um, but there is some. I mean, you have a lot of great guests on the show, and I I have really have to applaud you for the amount of guests and and also the guests that you actually get on the show. It, it's it's a, a quite impressive amount of people, and also just impressive people that you sometimes have on. Have on. And I, I I listen to the latest one with uh, Siggy Sarah. Um, and it, it's it's a personality that that I know from from the Twitter sphere as well, and uh, and we also and you talked about it on the show as well that we sort of had something going in the plant that we wanted to get her on the Blue Recluse when we were doing that, and and never um, never really managed to get her on the show, but we have been doing stuff together with her, and we know who who she is, and I just mm -hmm. love the range of of guests that you guys have been able. To, to 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 get on the show and I, I think that's pretty amazing amazing to see so uh i just wanted to tip my hat uh to you oh. that, that that's been been quite cool so um is there anything you can is there anything you can i don't know can you tease something about what do you have anything in plan coming up that is that you're excited about with regarding guests or just my you got like michelle obama waiting in the wings or something oh my yeah, goodness something. i wish that'd be really cool <laughs> um we have Actually, a lot of our guest episodes um, are out right now. Um, we had a pretty busy February where we were recording like a interview twice a week. So um, we kind of put them on hold for a while because we were like, oh, yeah, your episode is actually not going to be out until June. Um, 
let's just start recording closer to the time. Um, but we've got a comic, um, a comic artist who is a body positive illustrator um, coming on the show. Uh, her episode will be out in a couple of weeks. Um, we've got uh, Birta, actually Marty's girlfriend, coming on as our Animal Crossing expert. That's, that that's episode... what I was hinting at. That, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that episode's going to be coming out um, in a couple of weeks as well. And um, I've got a game developer in the wings ready to come on. And yeah, I mean, like, watch this space. There's some big names that we are going to be approaching in the next little while. Um, I have to tell you about the funniest um, guest uh, decline, I guess. We've only ever had, like, one person actually say, like, no, I'm not coming on your show. Um, We're either ghosted or, like, absolutely um Mm -hmm. so we we reached out to skyrim granny you know shirley curly um she's she's a youtuber um she's a grandmother she's about 80 80 years old i would say approximately and i was like we need her on the show she's fucking bad i'm sorry can i swear yeah yeah Yeah. okay i was like (laughs) (laughs) um she's fucking badass um and so we emailed her and we were like we love you will you please come on the show and she just replied no, thank you. Like, that's adorable. Um, I'm heartbroken, but that's the most adorable like rejection ever. <laughs> that's something I wish more people would do is uh, don't reject with silence. Just simply like express like, hey, I saw it, but maybe this is not mm. the greatest time. Or no. just, um, hey, sorry, I'm not really interested on in being on podcast. Like there's nothing negative there. No, just acknowledge it. Wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to bring it around to a bit more of a gaming topic. Now yeah. I've been watching, I've been playing games since I was younger and I still remember the, I wasn't around when this was the first thing, but when people flipped their lids and they beat Metroid for the first time and realized that Samus was a woman underneath the suit. And depending on how much you completed it, it would depend on how much of her suit that was taken off at oh. the end of it. Um, yeah, so, and then that that's like a tradition, it was a tradition type deal. Um, eventually she got like this different suit underneath, so it wasn't just her in a bikini, uh, like it was in those pixelated days. And then in the 90s, we had the rise of uh, Lara Croft and Tomb Raider. My hero. <laughs> um, and nobody could forget the, uh, the pointed assets that she uh, wielded. And the way I want to bring this around is that we've seen a transformation in female representation within video games as a whole. We've gone from these characters, the most recent being uh, Jill Valentine in resident evil three in the original game. She is sporting a blue tube top and it's given that she is, she's ample in the area. Um, And this one, it takes more, just like with Lara Croft, when she was rebooted, a more realistic approach. Hmm. And it's not just like this woman that, yeah, we gave her guns and we made her um, a badass that can do all this stuff. And she also happens to have giant boobs. Um, Now we start seeing a little bit more realistic proportions. Uh, There are still those anime games that go a little bit crazy, but we're not going to touch on that. That's a... That's a whole other conversation. That's a, yes, that's we, a whole other thing. We have an thing. episode about video game boobs, so. <laughs> so I just want to see, like, do you feel like 
like the gaming, at least in terms of developers and female representation, um, Jaina getting the little shirt across. Um, do you feel like we're moving in the right direction for female representation in games? Do we feel like we're already there? Is there still like a whole bunch more work that needs to be done that I'm just missing because I just look at it from one perspective? I think on the whole, there is definitely a shift in the right direction. Um, and a lot of it comes from having more women in game development, um, having their input there and on the writing team and on the actual coding and development teams. Um, so there's definitely a shift towards uh, a better female representation um, and a bit more diversity in terms of what type of women are portrayed. And set. like, it's not always just like big tits in your face like scantily clad women um bouncing around everywhere because like video game physics like let's not even go there right um but there's definitely good shifts um in in a lot of games and actually i i really commend blizzard for the way that they really represent women um because whether it's warcraft or hearthstone like with jaina's uh reimagining or redrawing or putting a shirt on um or even overwatch uh, there's just so many different women showing up and i i think it's great like i i what's happening is amazing but then you get games like um escape from torkov that mm. uh won't have female soldiers um mm. they're just like nope and it's like okay but there are female soldiers and you're like nope <laughs> it's like but they're like this actually exists like women are soldiers um so there's there's games like that and it's like okay well clearly you it, it would be easy enough to make a female model in your game like um it's it's not that hard sorry i just like shook my whole desk um and but then like you've got games like rape day which i know has been pulled from steam but the game still exists the game's still out there and it's literally a game about rape um like going around and and raping women and also zombies but it's mostly about the rape and it's like there's games that are doing such an amazing job with diversity and representation and there's games that are just totally missing the mark and yes, we're making great steps forward and there is so much more diversity and representation than there ever has been. And especially like just portraying women in a much gentler and much nicer environment and as well as like making them actual really strong, badass women characters, like female characters that you look up to and you're like, hell yeah, I am that person. Like I want to be that person. Look at me. Fuck yeah, like this is great. Um, and then on the flip side, like there's rape day. You know, like, so on the whole, I think, the, yes, there's a lot of improvements and it, it's going in the right direction. That was a lot of words. <laughs> and Mike, I think Michael has, has muted himself. Uh, I can see his, his lips are moving. He's, uh... <laughs> I will throw something out there that will work for everybody. A quick question here. Um, we all have them, video game characters. What would you say is your favorite a uh, female video game character, Lara Croft. Okay, <laughs> honestly, old school um, or new school doesn't matter. All, 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 all of them. I freaking okay. love Lara Croft. Um, she is like, I I just love her. She's even back down to square tits. Like, I think she she's great. Um, she's badass. She's an archaeologist. So like, she's ha she has an education. She's smart. She's sassy. She's really sarcastic at times. Um, 
and she knows she can fire guns. She goes on adventures. I'm like, she is the perfect woman. Like she, she's great. I love her. Any, anyway, she comes. Did you like, like, did you like her when Angelina Jolie played her? Yep. Because I did. But um, that, I'm sure I, you did. A hundred percent superficial <laughs> way on my end. Um, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I liked her in those Tomb Raider movies, and I like her in like the newer Tomb Raiders that came out. The most recent one came out like last year, the year before, or mm-hmm. something. Um, I can't remember the actress's name, but I loved Maybe her Vikander. there. Li- what's her name? It's Vikander. She's Swedish. Vikander. Yeah, Alicia, <laughs> I, I Alicia up, Vikander. Um, That's it. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I love her, and I think she's resourceful and just—I don't know—she's great, and she has a rock and bod. So, all right, Marty, do you have a favorite female character? A female, fe- fe- uh, I mean, it's probably uh, no surprise, but it's in the World of Warcraft uh, 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 area, and it's uh, Jaina Proudmore. Um, yeah. e- even before she got her new uh, character model, she's always been a badass. So, mm-hmm. like her, agreed. Love her. Ever since her introduction in Warcraft 3, where the guards were getting ready to go to her rescue, and Arthas stops them and says, leave her be, she can handle herself, and she summons the water elemental and just effectively destroys the things that are attacking her. Great thing. And and I mean, she's she's a great character because she's also, you know, she's standing up to her own family that are basically saying, hey, you should not pursue what you're doing right now. It's not the right thing. And, And she stands... Uh, just by herself and um, but but are uh, you know hanging on to her own beliefs and doing what she feels is is right so I, I don't know I just I think she's a she's such a cool character um, mm-hmm. I really love her I, love I have her too I have to say I am a big fan of Samus Aran from the Metroid series uh, she doesn't really say too much throughout the series but she just goes around and she's just a bounty hunter. She's a badass. She just has like this cool suit. She's killing aliens. She has all these abilities and you don't need to know. I think like one of the greater things is like, yeah, she's a woman, but you don't need to, you don't need to like identify any sort of way. She just goes out and does it. Like she just like, I don't care what you say. I'm going to blow your head in. If you give me an attitude. And I kind of like that. But at the same time, if I'm going favorite, I think currently I have to go with Ellie from The Last of Us. Mm. Um, I loved her portrayal, like in the first Last of Us game, where you get to see her growth. And from the moment she steps on, she catches your attention. She's like this little scrappy thing that's just like, like get the f off me. Doesn't really care. Like she's like, she's she like telling you how it is. In the Last of Us. Yeah. Um. So in the original Last of Us, you play as Joel. Yeah. Uh, there are certain sequences where you play as Ellie, but essentially um, she is a main character because she's there okay. with you throughout the entire journey. But yeah. you play as Joel. And in the new one, you'll be playing as Ellie. Okay. I, also I haven't think... played The Last of Us, but I've watched Tom um, okay. play a bit uh, of it. But I also think that the, the character of Ellie actually was a, a, uh, filled a little bit less in the original script. Uh, and it was all down to the um, the actress... Uh, Ashley Johnson? Yeah, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I really like her as an, as an actress. Um because she she just she just is uh, Ellie's and and so what, some a lot of the choices that she did on stage uh, the directors and and the, the scriptwriters liked so much that they actually expanded her uh, 
character in the story as well as the you know the production went on so uh it's definitely also partly because of her i think that that ellie has become such a, a great character that everybody loves uh, mm-hmm. so and i'm really looking forward to see in the new game and we're actually going to see stuff more from her perspective and what's going on going forward Fun fact is that Ellie is actually on the list of possible uh, baby names for if me and Selena eventually have a daughter. <laughs> Ellie is on one of those lists because we both uh, we love the character so much. And Ashley Johnson does uh, an amazing job during that. And if you haven't seen it, she actually does a live performance with, um, who is it, Troy Baker? Yeah. I think it is. Is yep. that the guy that does uh, yeah. Joel's voice? It is. They do a live version of singing um, at one of the PlayStation experiences, and it's really good. Um, it really definitely good. go check that out. Fun, fun thing, though, is that when you see Troy Baker, I would not say, oh, that's Joel at all. I, I mean, it's so interesting to see that they're so different, so two different kind of males. But then when you when you just listen to the voice and see Joel, you're like, oh, that's a badass. That's not necessarily how I feel about <laughs> Troy Baker. And I mean, it's not, I mean, I'm not trying to be be mean or anything, but it's just it's just so fun to see that, that you know, that he can, uh, what he does to, for the character. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Um, I love seeing... Like almost like that dichotomy of, like this is what the person actually looks like, and this is what they sound like mm-hmm. in this in this character. And I think that that just goes to show how important voice actors are within the gaming space. Is that like this individual can switch and embody this character so much that they create that experience for you. And we've already talked at length about The Last of Us and how awesome it is. And Amanda, I suggest that you definitely give it a shot when you have a chance. Um, it's a great game. Um, and from what it seems like, there's going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of feminist action going on in the sequel. Um, yeah. Everyone went crazy for both good and bad reasons, once they found out that um, Ellie had herself a girlfriend Ooh, in The Last okay. of Us 2. So it was in the trailer. I didn't spoil anything. Okay, <laughs> I don't have early access to the game. All right, it's been what? known. It's been known. All right, um, so interesting to see how that plays out. I love it when games, uh, they add in these little things of social issues, but they don't mm-hmm. necessarily hammer it on. Uh, it's, it's just like, yep. Way. Because that's like life. It's just there. Yeah. It's not like something crazy out of the ordinary. It's there. It happens. So mm-hmm. what? It's just people doing people things. Yeah. You're right. And right. it is the best way to go about like political activism in video games is like just put it there. Don't make a big deal of it. Done. Yep. yep. Uh, Marty, do you have anything else? No, I think. I mean, I can see it on the clock that we are nearing uh, uh, the time to end. So I, I don't really have too much if anything. All right. Well, we've talked a lot about a lot of different things today, uh, which is really cool. I like having these guest moments because it allows us to explore different avenues that we may not normally touch on when it's just Marty and myself due to us just kind of wanting to go on World of Warcraft tangents every now and then (laughs) and things like that. So if you have any games that you've been playing, any shows that you would like to recommend, and even some music stuff that you would like to share with us, be sure to get in touch with us. Um, Amanda, this is your chance to go ahead and let everyone out there know where you are in the internet, on Twitter, on Twitch, wherever you might be. Now's the chance for you to uh, let the world know. 
Okay, um, well, you can find me personally just about everywhere on the internet, including Twitch at Falamoya Krava, which I hope that you guys are going to put that in the show notes for us because it's a mouthful. And you can find Geek Herring also everywhere on social media, including Twitch, because we will be starting live shows in a couple weeks. Um, and you can find us there on at Geek Herring. Awesome. So Makes we will easy. definitely put those in the in the show notes for everybody so that everybody can see what's going on there. And you can find us at two nerdsmaybemore.com. You can also email the show at two nerdsmaybemore at sorry, two nerdsmaybemore at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at two nerdsmaybemore with the two being the number two. Um Feel free to email us about any games you've been playing, any shows you've been watching, any music you've been listening to. If you really enjoy the guests, be sure to drop us an email if you don't go to their site and we'll let them know. We'll relay the message for you. (laughs) Other than that, thank you everybody for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Amanda, for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you on. This was lovely. It was a pleasure to have you here. So from all of us, we will see you next time. Now it's time to talk about, uh, you know, in Northern Ireland, the political and scene. And I'm going to end it Bye. here. Bye. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.